When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Good point here, Greg, is that uh, Eddie Carrillo writes, you couldn't take Ireland on your bank robbery because he can't keep a secret. Oh, not for the life of him, he can't. I can't tell him anything. <laughs> I tell him something that immediately turns around and goes tell the next person that walks by him. You know who else would be a good choice to take yeah. with you? Yeah. This guy right here. Sleep with, he'd keep Sleep. quiet. Yep. Just keep, keep it quiet. undercover. Yep. Be very undercover. You'd never, you'd never know he was involved. He'd yeah. never talk about it. You'd be good. He's you'd a keep se- that secret. He's a secret agent. So I, I think like if, you, if we did that and we got arrested, mm-hmm. you would say nothing. I would would not be afraid that you would squeal on me. No, I wouldn't say anything until they're like, "Hey, you could get out of here. If you just just give us the full story on Greg." I'm going to keep your secret right up until they have leverage on me, and I'm going to tell them everything. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will rat so fast you yeah. have no idea. I'm no, not going to hold that a in. thing. But what if we let you out of here? Let's talk. Let's have a cup of coffee. See, I feel like you wouldn't do that, and that's. I got your back. Don't no, I got your back. Thanks, Sleep. Sleep would keep that. your secret. I would. I no, I, why you were never even a thought. There was not one part of me was like, yeah, I'm going to take Trav into the bank robbery. Trav. Trav, they're like, well, listen, if you tell us this, he's going away for five years. You're like, that's all? Think about it. Think about what he caused. He, had the gun. he doesn't deserve you seven don't. years, eight years. You don't know what I'm going to be like when I get out. And after you, I know that you ratted me out. <laughs> that's true. I do have to consider the revenge factor. Yes. You'll be living <laughs> in Fresno. Be I, I, will, I will hold on to that for all those five years, doing push-ups every day. <laughs> Coming after what you. are you like? Uh, what's the guys in uh, what's the, the movie where they're on the boat at the end with Robert De Niro? Oh, no, uh, Cape Fear. Uh, where yeah. the guy is De Niro, he's doing the pull-ups. Just, pull-up. just, 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 just getting ready. You did me wrong. Yeah, yep. yeah. That movie. I'm coming after you, Trav. That's an alarming movie. It's yeah. a little upsetting. A little, thing. little upsetting. Let's try another call here. Let's go to Santa Fe Springs with Jesse. Jesse, you're on with Trav and Sleep. What's up, Jesse? Hi, how you doing, guys? I love your show. What's up, Jesse? Hey, what's up, homie? What's up, <laughs> I'm talking about Kobe. Kobe Bryant, I've seen him play live and it was a joyful thing to see him play and i can say that watching him play and watching him grow up go through his up and down i can say he's my favorite laker and that's the reason why i have his jersey because of him appreciate you calling in jesse um you know it's funny I, I think there's there's a different connection think of every great la athlete just the greatest however it doesn't matter the sport doesn't matter who you have more of a connection with, there's a reason why Kobe hits different for a lot of people who are born and raised in Los Angeles. By the way, you could just be a Laker fan, whatever it is. You got to see a kid from 1996 till 2016, that that process of what it was, the highs, the lows, on the court, off the court, without a family, with a family. 
I think there's there's something to that. So I'll just use I'll use that call as an example. I think there's a lot of people that say that aside from just he's my favorite Laker, he's their favorite athlete, period. And you could go through the list of some of the greats that have represented LA. You saw him from a literal teenager yeah. to an adult man with a family and everything that happened in between, both on the court and off the court and everything he went through. You saw the man in total. And he, and you don't get to see that very often with an athlete. Usually by the time they show up, they're mostly adult, not always, but usually, and they leave early <clears> frequently. <throat> we got all of it here with him. You got all of it, and also you, could, you kind of figured out how he thinks, too. Like the mom's mentality. Willing He's willing to share. He told you his thought process on everything, and you just really respected the way that he went about his life, went about his his work ethic, and all of that. So you, could, you can kind of embody him inside you where you're like I'm going to have the mama mentality I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning I'm going to do all these same things because that's going to make my life better Daniel Tapio writes when does the corporate Greg Parrott get its own burner account I, I'm I'm surprised it hasn't happened just yet especially with with your face yeah, I, I don't have to I'm not doing it but yeah be, be my guest I'll, I will lend the voice to it whenever you want to tweet them I will do it just so tag me if, if they do it they need to send you like you have to send them a voice clip they send you a tweet okay and you say it and they, they do it all <laughs> That doesn't even. I don't know if that's perfect or terrible. Heavy petting. <laughs> heavy petting. <laughs> I love that heavy petting has made its way. Oh, heavy petting is gross. a very big part of. It's, it's not gross. It is gross. There, was there gross. heavy petting? I think it's totally normal. To that it was a normal. He made it sound so normal too. Was there a heavy petting? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what makes <laughs> that's it. That's how he talks. Exactly. Was well, there heavy petting? Just, that's how I. Yeah, exactly. It's how I talk. It's just, it's just normal. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying heavy petting. <laughs> Clearly, because you keep saying it. The, the, do it again. The, the rest heavy of petting. Us wince every time you say it. Like, no, you do. It's pretty might a little bit. It's a little. It's a little off. <laughs> a little uncomfortable. It's a little. He doesn't say anything. He but can't he does even look, look at Also, the storyline behind it of he's asking who was it? It was, it was Emily's. Yep. Trivia, they're trivia, sitting, trivia they're sitting in front. Like that's the way he's asking. Not hey, did he put his arm around her? Or this some of that. Was he heavy petting her? That was, I, that's why like, that, was the, that was the description we got. Exactly. I love that's what you're thinking. It's like this, this is heavy yeah, it's petting. just like, I just figured some guy breathing it. hard. What is your heavy, heavy petting, by the way? He wasn't painting a fence in Karate Kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you weren't like petting yeah. a dog. Like, nah. You describe heavy petting then. That's what comes to my mind. You're, you're not a, a straight hand aggressive petting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heavy petting is what your grandma says when... She doesn't want you to do it. <laughs> right? No heavy petting the, in the car. Right, the, yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I know you have a girlfriend now, but no. No, it's like, Grandma, stop. Oh, oh boy. Crying. <laughs> Just crying. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, Greg, I've given you yeah. seven minutes to apologize. I know. You haven't done it Well, yet. you haven't given me the opportunity <laughs> to legitimately say, Trav, you were right. That was terrible last night. Travis is right. Thank you, that Molly. Travis was, is right. Caleb Ferguson is not it. He's not going to be. I, I, when he, more he of those, and he's not, even, he's not. No, this is not. This is more than a bad night. He that could push him off of the play. I may roster. have been wrong. <laughs> Can we delete that? <laughs> no, don't, I don't need we'll that need one. More of that. Um, here's why it's more than a bad night, Al. Because and, and this is not me. I'm just going to read you some quotes from Dave Roberts. These are the guys we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always good. Caleb's a little in and out. Mm-hmm. You that, th- th- don't want that. You. you th- 
that means, and Dave's talking about it, he's got his circle of trust. He may call it something else, but he has his circle of trust of guys. Evan Phillips is at the top of that list. Ryan Yarborough has pitched his way onto that list. Ryan Brazier has pitched his way onto that list. Bruce Gratterall has Evan pitched Phillips, his way onto yeah. this list. That this is clearly he's their best left-handed option because your other options are Victor Gonzalez and Alex. That's Bezia, by default, not not because he's place. great. Mm-hmm. He it just seems to me, and I watch. I haven't watched every Dodger game, but I've watched just about every Dodger game. And when something goes, there's an error, uh, there's a, a call, the 50-50 call that doesn't go his way. Uh, it just, a hit that he seems to panic. He seems mm. to get tight. He seems to get sped up. And that's all that the playoffs is, right? The playoffs are nothing but High leverage situations. Like Not everything is going to go your a way. I think call. I want to say that's three games now. If I'm just thinking off the top of my head, blue one against the Cincinnati Reds. Yep. Blue one against the Padres. That's and then terrible. this one as well. And this is just kind of, you could call it over the last couple of months or so. There was a time where you were kind of saying, all right, Ferguson and Phillips are your two, always Evan Phillips. It was supposed to be 8-9. But, but Ferguson is a little bit of your setup man for, you know, to hand it over to Evan Phillips. But by default, they don't really have that many options. And it, this is the ironic part, is yesterday this wasn't a Caleb Ferguson conversation. It was a, the game's 1-1. You got to go to the pen. Do you feel comfortable with this guy? And it was take Phillips off the board. And it was let's put to, it. It wasn't just specifically about Caleb Ferguson. There's a the, lack of good options. The concept was who do you feel comfortable with? And then before you know it, a few hours later, it's Ferguson showing you that it you're was, not going to feel that comfortable. It wasn't 1-1. It was 3-3, three, three, and it was the seventh inning. It was the yeah. exact situation and we talked about. Over and over again, bang, bang. I think even he even – they slide the lead. I think it was 3-2 maybe. It was 3-2. I think they had 3-2. He gives up, and a couple of those are earned to Bobby Miller, but still. It was exactly what freaks me out. And again, they're, they're, I don't want to talk numbers. I want to talk feelings, right? That there's just feelings you get. Even when Kenley Jansen was not at his very best, when Kenley Jansen came into the game, you weren't worried he was going to freak out. You were worried he might give up some hits. That happens occasionally. Trevor Hoffman gave up hits. Mariano Rivera, of course. occasionally of you course. would give up some hits. And not that Kenley was those guys, but Kenley was pretty darn good. And even as he started to fade a little, it wasn't he's going to freak out. It's is he going to have good stuff tonight? Is he going to be able to throw the ball over the plate? Is he going to go with this, Ferguson and with Gratterall and with some of these other guys? It's is he going to freak out? I know it's a starter, but like but we talked about so much with Walker Bueller was like never if he, freaked out. If he got a nobody out, bases loaded, you thought he was going to get out of it. Right. Whereas this is with Caleb Ferguson, he's not going in and out like we were saying. He's in and out. That just means to me that basically, like, if something somebody goes on second base, it's over. It's, he's going to start giving up hits after hits. It's the situation. Hit. That's yeah. the part that I think what you're referring to is certain situations are not going to be picture perfect. Does that get to you or not? And there's many pitchers out there. Is I said have my best stuff tonight. Right. It happens. You know what? I let one bad pitch determine that inside fastball somebody hits it out. It's when it's with Ferguson bad is if the situation is getting to you, then. It's not like those situations are going to get less. They get worse. Impactful. They, They're going to be even more fearful as you go down the road. More stress, more traffic, better players, all of those things. It gets more challenging, not less. You're what, bad in, in August. You're not going to be good in September. One of the things that I wanted to see, and, and last night wasn't the perfect opportunity to do it because he'd already thrown 97 pitches and it was time for him to come out of the game. I want to see Bobby Miller in the situation he was in, where it's three. There's a couple of guys on base, give up a hit, give up seventh inning, gets an out, a, a hit, and a walk. So there's two on, one out. He's got a one run lead. 
In the seventh inning with 97 pitches, I think they made the right decision to go get him because you're going to need him a month from now. We don't want to yep. burn up pitches. I get it. But I want to see him in a few of those that where there is a little bit of runway left. Let's see what that looks like. Let's see if it's more Walker Bueller where, hey, he was in hot water, but he got out of there. And the more you have to go through that, and if you have better success, experience, the better because confidence that, that's going to be nothing but that in the playoffs. Yep. And I know you can't simulate it in August with a 12 game lead, but you can try. And it's just it was unfortunate that he had the amount of pitches that he did yep. because that's the situation I want to see if he can get out. Hypothetically, is what you're saying is. Pitching goes goes out there and says, "Finish this inning." Hey, yeah, this is yours. This would is love it. it. Would this love is yours. And, and I, I think there's something to that. And I think there's something to for somebody that young. It's different. You don't need it with many of these other pitchers. Been there, Julio. Who cares? Curse out. It doesn't matter. But for him, we're not taking you out. You have not been in a situation like this. Finish off the inning. See what you got. That's how you get to trust in the postseason by doing just those things. It's what Kershaw has. It's what yep. Bueller has. It's what so Julio has. Julio the, the, absolutely does. Those three guys are like, okay, look, you're. We're not. There's nothing. There's not a better option back there than you up here. Yep. You got to do this right now. You got to dig deep and let's see because I have a feeling he's one of those guys. We just need to get him in that situation a little more often. Um, Caleb Williams may be the first guy to do something in college football. That's going to start happening more and more and more with NIL. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but it also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. And with over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Kobe's second free throw, good, he has 60, the Lakers lead by three, here we go, Utah needs a three to tie it, Hayward driving down the middle all the way to the rim, lay it up, no good, rebound grab, Kobe's got it, length of the court pass to Clarkson, Clarkson at the rim, slam dunk, game in the refrigerator, and the Lakers are going to win on Kobe's last night, he's going to score 60, and I don't believe what I just saw. All right, so that was John Ireland uh, calling the final call of uh, Kobe's final game with the Lakers, his 60-point game. So that leads me to this question. What is your favorite moment of Kobe on the court? That. I mean, mostly because 
I got to see it with my own two eyes. I didn't get to see 81 with my own two eyes. I didn't or get to didn't. see, see – Yeah, we'll get <laughs> hey, to that in a second. Be nice. <laughs> I didn't get to see 60 in – was it 60 and three quarters, Al? Is that what it is? Or 62? 62, or 62 gets the Mavs. It was I, 62 to 61, Kobe over the I, Mavs through three, or 61-60, whatever it was. Bananas, what that is. But I, I was in the building for the final night. I got to see, of those 60 points, I probably got to see 50 of them by the time I got in there. Uh yeah, to me, I, and I know it's a meaningless game on a team that wasn't very good, but it was, uh, for me, it was the, the, it's a the best game. thing. It's a meaningful game in the history of Kobe Bryant, but it's not like it sent him to the playoffs or anything like yeah. that. It was just, it was because he got off to a bad start in that mm-hmm. game. You're like, oh man, not like this. Come on, man. Don't go out with a 12 point night. That's just, and then, then you knew it wasn't going to be that. And then it's, hey, he might get to 30. Awesome. He blows by 30. And you're like, he, oh, he, he's got a shot at, well, 40s in the bag. There's no way he can get to 50, right? 50s in the bag. And they're like, there's no, not even Kobe Come, Bryant can sense. get 60. <laughs> doesn't make any and sense. And he did. And he did. It was, it was extraordinary. Doesn't make any sense. I, I think for me, I go through two. I'll do the one that I think is probably a little bit more obvious. Kobe to Shaq. Oh, the, yeah. the lob. When Shaq, when Shaq yeah. Points. Yep. Yes. And, and I'll tell you why, because... Kobe crossing over Scottie Pippen and <clears throat> at the time Staples just going absolutely nuts, lobs it to Shaq. You knew in that moment Lakers are going to win a championship. Yeah. It was it was really there was a stretch there was whoever got out of the West was going to win it all. And there was something about that moment where for Shaq, for Kobe, for the Lakers, for Dr. Jerry Buss, for everybody else it's like they're going to get one. And remember how they did it too. They were down 16 something along those lines. You got it right here, Jorge. Timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Brian. What one time, this was this was years ago, doing a Lakers talk show, and I don't know what we were doing, but I forgot that we found the radio call of chicken stew for that. Oh, awesome. This is the one that you always hear because it's the one that, yeah, that you know Bob is there. Costas? It's Bob Costas. That's crazy. That's Bob Costas. He's doing yeah. the probably NBC, NBC right? Sure. NBC yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. But that that one was a, hey, Kobe and Shaq are finally going to get one. So that one sticks out. The other one that just still doesn't, I don't process, which in my mind is a perfect definition of what Kobe Bryant was. He tore his Achilles. Yeah, that's a great one too. And he decided in the timeout that I'm going to go walk back to the free throw line. It was a sad moment, but it also defined who Kobe was. I'm not... Nobody carry me. Nobody get me a wheelchair, any of that stuff. I'm going to walk up. I'm going to shoot two free throws. I'm going to hit both of them, and I'm going to freaking walk off the court. What the hell was that? It's rare where there's a single moment that defines what you're all about, and that was that. It was was a single moment that if the only thing you knew about him was that, you got a pretty good sense of who that guy is. That doesn't happen very often. And there's plenty of times, too, where you see – you see that moment that explains exactly who someone is, but for the wrong reason. Right. So you see someone, I don't know, Urban Meyer, after they lose a game and they go to a, a bar and does some things <laughs> with someone. So that exemplifies who that person might be. But or, this or is somebody, the, like, yeah. you, like we were saying earlier, Meta World Peace, there's a lot of people that just remember him for the malice in the palace. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an extreme one, but... You're, you might have a highlight that shows you, and that's it. You can never take that highlight away from that person. It's not ever a full representation of who they were. But I love what you said there about if you didn't know who Kobe Bryant was and they just said, hey, we're just going to show you this one highlight of who he is. He tore his Achilles. 
He walked to the sideline. He walked back to the free throw line, shot two free throws, and walked out the uh, out, out out the court or whatever the case is. I know what that guy's about. Yeah. I, everybody knew what that guy was about. Don't forget, listen to Mason and Ireland all week long for your chance to win tickets to the exclusive Mason and Ireland LAFC pep rally and live broadcast coming up on Friday, September 1st. That's from 1 to 4 inside BMO Stadium at the Founders Club. Fans in attendance have a chance to win LAFC versus Miami tickets and autographed merchandise. Plus, of course, there are food and drinks. Listen all week to Mason and Ireland on 710 ESPN or enter for your chance to win at ESPN LA dot com all right so caleb williams as we sit here on the precipice of the college football season starting has a chance to do something that we've only seen one other time win a second heisman trophy he's got a chance to put usc back in the national championship picture and as of today august 23rd he's the number one pick in the draft that if if we were drafting right now he's the first name off the board he's also got eligibility left he also is making a lot of money at SC with mm. NIL money, okay? He's he's not making NFL-level money, but he's making millions of dollars as the USC quarterback. And by the way, he should. He's worth, he's worth it. That's not the conversation. The conversation is, and he was asked about whether or not he's coming out at the end of the year, that's for sure now going to be an in-the-moment decision at the end of the year. It's my third year, and the dream and goal was to go three and out, being around these guys and in college and enjoying it, we'll have to see at the end of this year. I think he's just saying that to say that. Okay. What if the Arizona Cardinals have the first pick? What if a team like the Houston Texans have sure. the first pick? Or the New York Buccaneers. Jets or the Buccaneers or teams that just they, they just never get out of their own way. They're almost always bad. They're poorly run. They just don't ever seem to get things right. And he's looking at that and saying, I want to play for one of those teams. I'm going to go back. Or – I'm going to say to, we'll use him as an example, the Arizona Cardinals, don't take me because if you do, I'm going back to SC. Hmm. I'm not not playing for you. Will he have time, and I don't know how that works, does he have time to make that decision even after the – I'm sure there are ways to to get the word out right before you declare and all these other things, just saying, hey, listen, you can take me if you want, but if you're going to do that, I'm not coming. I have money. I'm making money at USC. And even if I can't go back to SC, which they probably can find a way to do that, I'm not playing for you. I don't have to take your money. I do not like what you're about. And you could kind of pick your spot. Not to say, okay, put me on the, you know, whoever, the San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams, or whatever it is. But he has some leverage that we haven't seen before because of the money involved in NIL. He doesn't have to take the bag because it's the first bag he's ever going to get. He's got a bag. And, and, and I'm not so sure that we won't see more of this, especially guys that are number one picks or high-level picks before their senior season. I think this could be a whole new era. So it's fascinating for a couple of reasons. It's fascinating because he plays for USC. Mm-hmm. And I think, listen, I, I'm not 100% sure how accurate, but I'm just doing some uh, – putting it up on Google. It sounds like he's making NIL valuation stands around $3.6 million. <laughs> Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, but I'm sure it's probably even a lot more than that. Let's just let's just look at this purely from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. The number one overall pick in the NFL, the type of money that Bryce that Young player got about forty million bucks. This I was year. just going to say the type of money that that player is guaranteed says overall picks expect to make forty one point two yeah. million, including twenty seven million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think the question that it's going to come down to is, listen. If you told USC, hey, 
I'm not crazy about going to the NFL this upcoming not, year. Not with them. Because I don't like the team that's there. I'm open to staying here. Mm-hmm. Can we figure out a way? Like, it, Is that not Perfect. a good example of where the competition in the NFL is not only just other NFL teams. It's these big programs like Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, yep. Georgia, USC that's saying, well, we can't get you – 41 or 27 million guaranteed maybe they can we get you 12 <laughs> right right where it's and and then there's this and that it, it actually makes it very fascinating he's the perfect example and he's at a school where money is not a thing mm-hmm. money is it there's an endless check we went and got lincoln riley do you think they got him because they said, hey, um, you know, you're... You ever seen the chemistry department? <laughs> it's great. We got beakers and Erlenmeyer flasks and yep. flames. Try, and the su- try the soup here at the cafeteria. <laughs> but that that's an, that's an interesting wrinkle that I haven't thought of. Now, the, the money is the 40 versus the 10. That's it, such a significant difference It's going to be there either there. way. If he waits another year, it's still going to be there. There's always risk. There's, there's always, always risk. risk. There, there is risk, but there's insurance. And the risk used to be... You can either take this or go eat ramen again. Yeah. The the argument isn't you can take this or starve. The argument is you can have this bag or a slightly smaller bag, and then you can get the bigger bag with the team that you prefer the year after that, potentially. Because the, the but value- But also there's no guarantee that the team the year after is going to be any better Okay, but na- now I team. put- what, Let's just use round numbers. Let's okay. say he's making three this year, and he makes 10 the year after. I got $13 million to play poker with you now. I don't you you don't have the leverage that they used to have. They don't have the ability to say it's either here or nowhere. Okay, nowhere is an actual option at that point. And well, he has it, real goals to reach for if he stays in the US, at USC for the fourth year. He has real it, goals of being another Heisman. He has real goals to win a national championship, to win the Big Ten. He has real goals that he can achieve. It's not like he's just going to put around and do nothing at and, USC. And you know who else has those same goals he has? USC right. yes. and Coach Riley. Right. So you're you're basically, it's a free agency recruit where you're, you're talking to, hey, if you come here, what is the value of having Caleb Williams on the, at the University of Southern California this upcoming year? What if they're amazing this year? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. if they are a Final Four team? What if they do win the Pac-12 championship? And his value is it, just going like, like this. Add, add another $3 million to the bottom four. What, what, just, you know, making yeah. up numbers here. But it's not, it used to be so tilted one way to the other that mm-hmm. a team that you didn't want to go to I mean, you can name them on you didn't one have hand. a choice there you was didn't have a choice eli manning who didn't mm-hmm. want to go well he came from an incredibly wealthy family that had resources to do these things john elway had a baseball career waiting for him that he mm. didn't want to go play for indy so he said i'm not showing up he went and played minor league baseball bo jackson went and played baseball instead mm-hmm. of go play for the tampa bay bucks but you needed very specific circumstances to be able to go Tell the other guy, go pound sand. Most guys don't have them. Caleb Williams has got a bunch of different choices. It also brings me back to what we I actually literally just watched yesterday with Swamp Kings. You know, Tim Tebow goes back again. He goes back after they didn't get that. Uh, or no, did they get the uh, championship? But he goes back for his fourth year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was a, there for him, the reason he wanted to do it was because he loved Florida and he wanted to play there and, he, and they ended up losing in that season. It's not the end of the world. But that's not what every person goes it, to it's not and there's a little bit of a different wrinkle there but I, I like the example tim tebow was not going to be the first pick in the draft tim tebow was yeah. not tim tebow when he yeah. went in the first round he was like huh he knew his best <laughs> yeah. years were going to be in college it was two years mm-hmm. later he was blocking it was on a, punts. it was a specific type of role he was playing yes. in florida that wasn't necessarily going to translate to the nfl the, the most fascinating thing to me is usc saying guys we might have a chance to bring him back 
what can we put on the table for Caleb Ferguson that uh, okay, Caleb Ferguson. <laughs> Caleb Ferguson is just SC is not interested. <laughs> they probably got a they got a kid out of uh, El Medina High School. He's that's taking probably over the better. show after giving up all those runs yesterday. But the the SC portion for me is the one that's most fascinating. Of what kind of package can they put together for him to try to keep him there? Which we didn't have that before, or we had it before. It was we probably just it. under the table. That, that's and fine. Everything I, else. I I like that. There's a little bit of you don't get to tell me exactly yeah, what yeah. this is. You got some control, but I have some too, and that's brand new. And by the way, he may be the first, but he won't be the last. You don't think that, to your point, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Whenever they have the number one guy, oh, yeah. Hey, listen, you don't you don't want to go play for the Jets. They haven't been good in forty years. Look at the TV deals that are out right now. Look at how one hundred and ten thousand people at some of these stadiums. The conferences are going to realign. It would actually, what's kind of crazy about it too, where would he be going next year if he stays? If he stays, you're out of that conference, and now you're taking on Michigan. Now you're taking on Ohio State. I mean, that's that's pretty. How about three Heisman's in a row. Let's go. That's crazy. No, no one's done that. Archie Griffin's already done two. Everybody can do that. Let's go get three. Who says no? Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. Yo. I am. <laughs> All right. So we're going to just do that every so often? Yep. <laughs> just yeah. All right. So. Uh, Never it feels right. <laughs> we talked about Swamp Kings a couple times today. But what I didn't mention is that my cousin Lana is in it. So she. So I was watching third episode. I think they played Georgia. She was Georgia at the time. And I just see a, a little a little pass by of her, and she's like an upset Georgia fan or whatever. And I was like, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of preserved forever. So you find it really cool still when you see someone you know on TV. I know we see a bunch of people that we know that we work with on TV all the time, but it's still cool to see them on TV. Trap? Uh, yeah, fact. It, it, it is. I think you kind of put your finger on it a little bit that it's less exciting now because everything is on tv all the time yeah. and we're always recording everything all the time so seeing somebody doesn't have that thrill the way it used to be but i want to go back a few years i was probably in high school when i found this out my dad is in a jack nicholson movie okay like it, it's very brief and it's very jack nicholson made a movie called drive he said it's not a particularly good movie it's about basketball Okay, my dad was a basketball player at the That's University right. of Oregon. Yep. They shot it up there, and they said, hey, we need some guys to play in this basketball scene. And he and some of his teammates played it. He's in a Jack Nicholson <laughs> movie. And it's like the coolest. My, when he, I found, I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean you're in a Jack Nicholson movie? <laughs> so when it's something like that, I think it's amazing. Now, a little bit less so just because everything's on you TV all the time. TV's Clinton Yates all the time. Exactly, exactly. A <laughs> uh, fact for me, and this is – this won't be exactly TV, but I think we give this a good example. Doing all the Laker games, being at games, the reaction of people when they get on a jumbotron, sure. where they're so excited about the jumbotron, and now they're you know this is today's world. They're trying to get their phone out. They're trying to hurry up so they can record themselves or something like that. Or like you're saying, Jorge, the beer chug now, beer, now's chug. The beer chugging. They get so excited. 
I just get excited for them. Some of them might be strangers, but you've also seen people that you know, friends, whatever the case is. I'm like, how random is that? I even know this guy's at the game. He's on the Jumbotron. In a weird way, their energy comes off to me. So, fact for me. Horry? Yeah, fact. Uh, I remember seeing Bronny. Bronny James? Uh, no, or no, no, Adam no. Bronstein. Adam Bronstein. Okay. Same when thing. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, let's make it clear. It's B R A U N Right, right. He used to produce the Laker games for us. Adam Bronstein walked in with Drake. It was Drake, LeBron, and Bronny. That's awesome. No, he used to produce the Laker games for us. And then. I'm watching TV and there's a shot of LeBron crossing the screen and then you see Bron, you know, Adam walk by and I rewinded it, took a picture and sent it to him like I saw you on TV, bro. Like I was, it was just one of those it's moments. Fun. Yeah. Wait, you have your picture in with Cope. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. a cool story actually. I was producing the Lakers at the time. Yeah. And then you know, we did the uh, post game interview if they won. If they won, you'd went you go down exactly. to the court. Yep. So then every time they would win, I would look at John and be like, "Hey man, three names." He said Kobe as the, as the as the one I think Clarkson as the two and I forget who the other one was mm-hmm. and then as soon as he said Kobe I was like oh snap like it's gonna happen I'm gonna be able to go down there and get the interview so I go downstairs I give my uh, my uh, paper to uh, John Black at the time nervous uh, were you nervous oh, I was <laughs> I, 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 yeah I hand him the thing and he's like just go wait behind the bench I'm like okay I go behind the bench as usual and then uh, he's like okay he points at you and says come here he grabs Kobe. Brings Kobe over, and that's another moment. My mom was watching the game that day. That day, mm. and then the ki- the camera happened to get me as uh, I'm awesome. handing Kobe the headphones, and and then the uh, Ty Now, who's who's a photographer at the time, yeah. he takes a picture of me, and later that night he sends it over, and I was like, dude, that, this is amazing. That's like so the cool. fact that you so got cool. me that picture, and then you know John Kobe is the first one. I, I think that's my point too. Is when you see other people get so excited, it's like I'm excited for that person. It's infectious. Yeah. Totally. All right. So um, <laughs> the movie Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre 2 came out yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, but like in history yesterday. Right. Anyway, but it remind you know, it has features a hitchhiker and makes me think sometimes like, why would anyone ever pick up a hitchhiker? You know, just I don't know. So you would never pick up a hitchhiker. Alan, factor cap. Yeah, it's fact. Um, I guess. If there's a certain scenario that plays out and I actually see somebody's car on the road and the hazards are on, and let's use the 110 as an example. Like, have you ever stopped and helped? I've definitely stopped and helped, but I've never, somebody is just standing there like this. It would have to be, it'd (laughs) it'd have to be a scenario where there's a lot of things that I'm like, okay, hey, it's okay. So I guess I lean towards, I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker, but the 110 is a great example. You've talked about your car, if your car goes goes down on the 110 and you're on your way to Pasadena, yeah, there is no, no space. There's nowhere to go. Shoulder, man. There's so nowhere you're, to go. you're just, you feel, and if somebody's trying to wait in their car, dangerous. Somebody's trying to get out of their car, where are you going to go? So it's got to be like something like that where you help us. If I'm driving to Vegas and some guys just got, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more nervous about that. Jeff? Hitchhiker, never, right? motorists in distress yes right like if you're driving by and you see a family broken down you only got room for one person get somebody in the car and like we'll get you to where you need to go and we can send help back it's so different now with cell phones that people don't get stranded the way that they used to remember call boxes oh those blue call boxes <laughs> yeah. on the side of the road yeah, yeah but every, every mile right you just yeah. you, hopefully you weren't right in between the two exactly. of them right um 
Yeah, so it's it, it's something that I would do. It's just the opportunity doesn't present itself very often, but just some drifter that looks like he escaped from a loony bin. I'm not picking that guy up. No way. Or, hey, come on in. <laughs> uh, fact, yeah, I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker, but I stopped by. You know, I used to ride a motorcycle, so when I see some of those guys on mm. the side of the road, I'm like, hey, man, you need gas? Like, what is it that you need? Yeah. And usually they're like, oh, I got somebody helping me already, but thanks for stopping. Things like that, yeah. Especially kids when they're like yeah. young people. Yes. And But then you're, are you the creepy old guy for stopping? Hey, right. can I help you? It's like, you got to, hey, is everything okay? You want me to call somebody? From a distance. Yeah, From exactly. Distance. Right. I'll Cross the street. Here. I'll wait up here until a CHP comes by if you want me to. I won't get out of my car. <laughs> I have. I've never slash will never be a hitchhiker or pick up hitchhikers, but I have been at the recipient of people stopping and helping. So like I, how know, does that go for you? I've had many situations. No, I need help. So for a long time, I didn't know how to change my own tire. Okay. So I, you know, would like help from people who would stop, and they're typically very nice and kind. And but the whole thing is, is like safety for myself because I was almost sure. always by myself. So it's like safety for myself. I usually call my mom. As the person was helping me, it happened like one time in Connecticut, my mom's not going to help. So I have her on the phone so that she knows what's happening mm. in the situation. It is very there, but as long as um, it's it's always a strange situation because it's like a, a, usually a man or someone else my own age, but like they try to be as like, I'm not creepier or this as possible. And they just help me with the tire real quick. Um, so I have one last one for you guys. So uh, Jake Paul admitted to walking out of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer because it was too dull. He said it was just too much talking, not enough things happening. So there is never a movie so boring that you would walk out on it that you already paid for that you're in the movie theater for. Jorge, Patrick Cap. Who said this? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Is that one of the boxers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does the same thing. A lot of talking, <laughs> but really doesn't do much. <laughs> So Travis, take it away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was what what was the setup? So there is oh, a, walk out. Of, there is never all, a movie that would be too dull that you walk out of. Paul Jake is right about Oppenheimer. There is a lot of talking. Love and Paul not, Jake. Not a lot of stuff goes on. I liked it. Didn't love it. So I, I get where he's going. I've left movies. I, I, look, if, if if I've given you forty five minutes and I'm staring at my watch or my phone, and it's like, what the hell am I paid, doing? Like whatever, twenty bucks, bucks but nowadays. It's twenty dollars. Guy lives in a gated community. You think he's worried <laughs> oh, about twenty? Right. Yeah, I'm out, man. I'm gonna go back to the bar. I'm gonna go get something to eat. I'm gonna go do something. I, I'm I'm not gonna waste another hour and a half hoping it gets good. If it sucks, it sucks, and I'm gone. Al, fact. I'm probably not walking out. Now, I'm going to distract myself. I'll probably be on my phone a lot as well. The worst thing is if you're watching it with somebody, like, what am I going to tell my girl? What if she's interested in the movie? It's like, oh, well, I'm going to go wait in the lobby. You know, so I'm I'm going to I'm gonna stay, but I'm also not just going to sit there and give it my full attention. Yeah. I will probably be on my phone. I also don't something. think there's ever a movie that I've gone to see that I haven't thoroughly like seen a trailer, did a little bit of research. There's no way I'm spending that time without going you, to see a movie you, that I might like. You live You're not in a different blind. era, yeah. right? <laughs> they, they, you, you, I sound super old right here, but there was a time where you might see a trailer in a previous yeah. movie and say, yeah. oh, when that comes out, I want to see it. And maybe you'd see a TV commercial for it, mm -hmm. but you're going based on who the actor is, what the story is. And yep. you walked into a lot of crappy movies. Trav, I'm yeah. just starting a new movie on my phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Stuff right here. The best part of the movie was a trailer at the time. Well, you know, that's a good tip. But if the trailers, trailer they did sucks, a good, they, they did a good job on the trailer. If the trailer yeah. sucks, the movie is, if you can't make two minutes sizzle, it's not good. Well, but the, the trailer was your ultimate, ultimate sales pitch. Right. 
Remember got the, him on the trail. In the, the world. world. In the world. Yeah, the voice. In that the voice always got you. There's also a movie called In a World where it's like the story of the people that do that. Mm. So anyway, that was kind of a little rabbit hole I went down when I was a kid. Urban you, Meyer's in it. You, you'll <laughs> like this, Em. You ever listen to the podcast 99% Invisible? No. Okay, so it's about the little things and how and how stuff gets made and designed and why things are the way they are. The things that you never notice. There's an episode on how to make movie trailers and how they've become so formulaic. They're all the same. You all right, Slee? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I do remember uh, that. Then I tell you I'm going to bring Battaglia. something back. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. But I'm sending it to you. you trailer houses. It. I have a friend who actually works for a trailer house. And so she talks about this stuff all the time. That's It's really interesting to me. But nowadays, it's always you do a 80s or 90s rock, rock song, but then you make it orchestral. Yes. And so then it makes it really big that and memorable. And the womp. Yeah. Boom. Yep. yep. That has to, at some point, the movie goes, boom. And then they pull you back in, and then you're out, and then you're back in one more time. Boom! And then they start singing "Jump" from Van Halen with an eighth grade girls choir. That's how they do it. Uh, Sedona just sent us the movie that he walked out of, so I'll tell you that um, on the other side. Deal. We'll hear from Shidano. Shidano <laughs> coming up next is Travis Lee, <sighs> seven ten ESPN, and Lee drink some water. It's coming up next. <laughs> So Sedano was listening to our factor cap, factor cap, factor cap segment, and one of my questions was: Is that there's never a movie that's so bad that you walk out of? Because Jake Paul, Paul Logan, Logan, whatever, said it on a podcast. Uh, so uh, the so Sedano sent us the movie that he walked out of, and it was Dominion prequel to The Exorcist. The I want I want you guys to guess what the uh, tomato meter was. <laughs> You need to give me the metric. Okay, so this is the the Rotten Tomato score. So the right. tomato meter is the critic score of uh, is it out of a hundred? Out of a hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the audience score is also out of a hundred. So there's two different things. So what do you think the critic score of Dominion prequel to The Exorcist was? Twelve. Okay. Al. Forty. Okay, Jorge. Oh, I saw this already. Scared All right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You. All right. So what do you think is the audience score? Just before I reveal it. Thirty-five. Okay, Al. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was 29 on the critic score and 25 on the yeah. uh, the audience <laughs> score. So, yeah, yeah Hor- uh, Sedano walked out of that one. There are a lot of bad Good movies. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, if you There's plenty of movies that I turn off, you know, yeah, that but, if I'm but, watching at home. That, but it's the same yeah, thing. Same thing. That's a good the, point. The barrier yeah. of entry for you is I spent a little money. I don't want to let exactly. it go Exactly. If waste. I spent money, if I drove to the theater, if I was in the theater, I th- kind You're of- You're pot committed. I have been to plenty of bad plays in my life. So there's a bad play that I went to, actually, at the Pasadena Playhouse this year, and I did not care for the play at all. But I paid- 40 bucks to see this play. Okay. I'm going to sit through it. little different because you're actively walking out in the middle of live people. I, I would have I would have walked out at, at the <laughs> at intermission. intermission. Yeah. That, that She's like, this do. sucks. Walks out. If the <laughs> tomato, movie, tomato, tomato. So net, let's say the movie weren't $20, but it were 5 and you're an hour in and you're like, this sucks. Are you leaving? Uh, probably not. Probably not? Okay. Because of the story, I don't know. Yeah, I, okay, I, this is probably, probably a good story. example. I respect the theater. You go to... <laughs> You go to a sporting event. Uh-huh. It's just not a good game. Yeah. By halftime, you're at a Rams game and you're strictly there as a fan. Yeah. And it's twenty four to three. 
Are you leaving or are you staying? You're I'm at a Dodgers game. They're down five to nothing through the through five a, or six innings. At a Dodger game, I'm going to stay because I just like being in Dodger Stadium. It's a night, even if the game yeah. is terrible. I just enjoy being Atmosphere, there. Atmosphere, man. It's but cool. that's the exception to the rule. If I were at a Laker game that they're bound by 35 points at the You're half, out. yeah, I might go. If it's an Angel game, a Rams game, or something like that, it, it's like okay, this is over. The play is bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. There's part of. I think sporting is you're watching your squad get ran. Yeah, I'm okay. This uh, I'm gonna we're gonna <laughs> on take the other side though. It's fun, right? When you're they're up, winning. Oh, it's good. Let's see, go get another beer. Let's see let's, how many they can win by. Yeah, yeah. What do you got, Em? All right, so Jorge, can you put, hit the breaking news for me, please? Because this is uh, for you specifically. So this is from Ian Rappaport. 49ers QB Sam Darnold was named the team the team's number two quarterback per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. He'll be the backup to Brock Purdy to begin the season. This further puts the future of former Damn. number three overall pick Trey Lance yeah. in some doubt. He must be really bad in practice is all I can gather from that. Do you yeah. think another team will grab him, be a backup? Ooh. Also, the 49ers really did put a lot of oh, capital they put a lot, into a lot of commitment on him. This might be one of those situations where it's going to you're going to need a new you're going to need a new zip code. That you're just going to need to end up with another team, different coaches, different organization, different opportunity. Um, if Sam Darnold is beating out Trey Lance and the the amount of not just even capital, but they have – he's supposed to be their future. Yeah, You're the third-string quarterback now to Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold? To Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. And again, Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft. Brock Purdy was literally Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. He was the last player selected. Sam Darnold, who I like and had high hopes for, has shown us what he is in the NFL. He's not very good. Seen ghosts. He, he's just he, – <laughs> But also that. with bad teams. He was with the Panthers. He was with the Jets. Yes, 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 but we've it just has not looked good. Now, yep. maybe it'll turn around, but his track record as an NFL player is average at best, and it's not at best very often. Lance must be dreadful in practice. Yeah. yeah, He must be absolutely unusable or not understand what it is they're trying to – because he's never played in the NFL. I mean, he's played a hand, very small handful of games. I, they must – Kyle Shanahan must say, this is just never going to work. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't even – I don't know what he is, right? Because we can't sit here and say, well, he had one full season to kind of see what he's all about. These are, he got injured. This is where he struggles. This is this. We don't really when he was supposed to be the guy. That's when he got injured, and Jimmy yeah. G came yeah. back and yeah. just you know. Mm -hmm. Well, think of Jimmy G beat him out. Mister Irrelevant Brock yeah. Purdy beats him out, and the Niners. And this is partially they're still going to be the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they, are. they just. I, I get. You could guess you could call. Well, they're going to lose to the Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> and Cowboys will get. That they found a starting quarterback with the what is it the two hundred and twentieth pick in the draft is just ridiculous. But also, Brock Purdy might only be able to be a starter with the 49ers specifically because Maybe, Shanahan is that good of a coach. That's where he is. Yeah. Right. That that that's where he is. So what it may look like elsewhere. Isn't a concern to 49ers. Could, it, could it also be a Tony Gonsolin thing, like we talked about with baseball, where could be. you know last year was fantastic. He exceeded expectations. He was he didn't have expectations to begin with. Sure. Do we have to see this again for Brock Purdy? I'm going to bring it full circle, and here's why I think it probably isn't where I thought it might be with Gonsolin, where I thought it might be with some others. Here's why I don't think it is with Purdy. He don't look scared. There was nothing about that that looked like he was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. There no, he looked very comfortable. There was nothing oh, about very. this like, man, mm -hmm. I don't know. He was chill. Like from the moment he walked in there, that guy was chill. He was really good at Iowa State. He's like the all-state, wherever he's mm. from, quarterback as a senior. 
dude's a winner. Like yeah. he he might not have had the tangibles, so to speak, the forty time. He just he's got that essence of I got Gonsolin always looked like he was just on the verge of freaking out. Well, that's why right? that, that that's that's why if you guys. make the Dodger comparison, why you've always said Bobby Miller's you give him the ball, he steps to the mound. There's a different feel to when he comes on the mound where it's it's fearless. You can't fake it either. It's fearless, there right? There are just some – LeBron James, when he showed up as 18 years old and everybody in the whole world saying, okay, show me the, why you're the king, he's like, yeah, watch, I'm about to. Like, it was just the, – he's just got that thing they in him. They have it. And yeah. he, there's guys that are chill, and I'm not comparing Moxie. Brock Purdy to LeBron, but he's just got that thing of – you all may not understand what this is about, but this is what I we do. We thought man. that about Gardner Minshew, though. Yeah, we thought that about him, and he is he's not, just not that. He's just not good enough. Purdy you know? is to the NFL yes. what LeBron is exactly. to the NBA. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Me Get on out of here! I'm gonna clip you on that. <laughs> he's one. the one that said it. I didn't say it. No. Not when they play it back. Yeah. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be in the house to watch SC kick off the season on Saturday at the Coliseum, be sure to listen to our show, Travis and Sliwa and Sedano and Cap tomorrow for your chance to win a four pack of tickets. The Trojans ticket Thursday is tomorrow on seven ten. ESPN. Speaking of football, the Chargers paid their quarterback, and somebody thinks that might create problems. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.